This podcast is brought to you by Hypno Mum and Isla. Welcome, everyone, to the third episode of uh, Hypno Mum and Isla, and uh, we're very happy to be here once again. And today's topic is going to be hypnosis and education, or maybe better parenting and education, right? That's what we talked about. Yes. Uh, because we thought it's uh, maybe interesting that since um, I'm doing this podcast with my mom uh, and she's often commented during uh, my upbringing that if I knew then what I know now, I would have done things so differently. So I thought this is my chance to ask my mom exactly what would you have done differently? And in the process also explain you something about uh, hypnosis and parenting, because this uh, knowledge can really uh, help you with parenting, actually. So, mom, let's start. What would you have done differently? <laughs> well, what I've learned from hypnosis, that it is not a good thing to say to a child, you are naughty. For instance, I cannot remember if I said that one time to you, but it's a better phrasing. You behave naughty because you are. It's like a real programming inside. And the funny thing is when you say to a child, you are naughty, that very often you see them start behaving naughty. Well, they cannot do anything else because you are programming that way behavior you can put aside but saying like you are you are terrible you are this you are that uh, at young children until around seven but perhaps even older that has much more influence than you might think so actually <laughs> yeah, actually i'm thinking about it maybe even older because yeah i also learn about hypnosis and i start thinking about things that happened to me and notice my thoughts and one of the things when i was in high school i had this assignment to to write an article and you well i got feedback from the teacher that oh this is beautiful writing and you and dad often told me like oh Isla, you're a really good writer and somehow I still, whenever I have to write something, these words sort of, I hear them in the back of my mind. So in a way, you might have programmed me to become a good writer. I should use that more maybe. <laughs> yes, there is, there is another nice example. If you have children, for instance, they are carrying a load of plates yeah. and they take too many plates. And then you say, take care, you will drop them the chances are very high that they dropped them because you just gave them that command. So in that sense, you should have said, I'm sure you will bring the plates safe to the other side, but next time do not take as many because there is always a risk. (laughs) (laughs) Words have so much impact that is, that's really, yeah, we cannot emphasize that enough. Yeah, and actually uh, also to to draw from my own experience before I started uh, being a hypnotist, I was in fact a teacher. So I was working with children all day, giving them suggestions. And one of the things, and if you're a teacher, you might recognize this, especially if you work with very young children, you know, it takes some energy to get the children in a state of focus where they're focused on their work. And then sometimes something can happen, like there is a loud noise outside and children are generally curious So what happens when the noise starts, it's like, what's happening? So when after um, 
I did the training. This was one of the first things that I started shifting in my in my teachings that I was teaching young children. They were around seven years of age. So yeah, around the critical faculty when that starts developing. And uh, I had them uh, working on an assignment and suddenly in the next room, there was drilling happening. So I used my knowledge about hypnosis and I said, hey, notice how this loud sound actually helps you to focus even better. And it was like magic. It was like they all stayed focused on their work. And I was like, wow, every teacher actually should know this. So this is real stuff. It might sound too easy, but yeah, it is very easy. And it actually, it really makes a difference. Yeah, so mom, what, what, what other advice uh, do you have for um, parents? Well, for instance, uh, understand the power of your words. And we, of course, we see children in our practice, but we see also adults in our practice. And as a parent, you cannot always understand the impact for what seems for you a small item can be sometimes traumatic for a child. But do not over-dramatize it because on the other hand, I think, and we talked about this last time, during the road of growing up, you get bumps in the way. And it's part of growing up. We cannot protect our children from all the bumps. And I think they need bumps to get resistance later in life. But being aware that uh, your influence can be very uh, great, that can sometimes prevent small dramas. So for instance, if you look at children who are very busy, who are very fidgeting, and sometimes they put labels on it like uh, ADD, HDHD, etc. And the thing is that you have to realize that the moment a teacher notices this, it is talked about with the parents. And it's a good thing when the teacher does not discuss this with a child, because imagine that each time the parent, the teacher goes to the parents and is saying, oh, your child was very busy today. It's like a programming again, instead of saying better words, behaving busy, but also, I think a child hearing each time you are busy, you are busy. It's like a hypnotic programming. It's like this is the way you are and it starts running a program inside. So we have a lot of colleagues who work with children with hypnosis. And there are really a couple of hypnotists that say, I will not work with the child alone. I first want to work with the parents because you have to realize that the big, biggest hypnotists of the children are the parents and the teachers. They set the road for, for many things that how a child is going to behave later on. Yeah, it's very true, actually. <laughs> like parents can really make or break a very good session because children will, after the session, look to their parents and when a parent you know, uh, shows confidence, it gets reflected back on the child and, and, and the suggestions will take effect even stronger after the session. But if parents are doubting and ask questions like, does it really help? When is there gonna be an effect? It can impact a session um, negatively. So 
it's it's very true actually yes <laughs> so and um uh, to 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 give you an example i once had uh, uh, a client and um how do you say that it was a young girl and this girl came together with her father and the girlfriend of the father and i think nowadays the rules in netherlands are that when there is not a formal relationship where a partner has saying you're not even allowed to um, to have that person enter your practice so uh, that's that has become very strict now but the thing is the father started complaining about the girl and she's behaving just like her mother so he was mentioning her biological mother um, whom he he really uh, did, spoke very negatively about but he didn't realize that at that moment he was programming the girl in a certain behavior uh, that was not okay so uh, after the session he called me up, he was very angry and he said like, um, we did this session and it didn't help at all. And then I explained him this, it was a bit funny because he was talking so loud, I had to keep the, uh, how you say, the, the speaker half a meter away. And that is what I said to him, listen, uh, I have to keep the, the, the speaker or the, 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 the microphone so far away because you are really shouting at me and then i explained them listen if your child is not behaving well you can say that she's not behaving well but do not compare her with a mother from about um, who she knows that you are not very positive and also uh, uh, confirm the child that you love her and you can talk about behavior, but separate that because otherwise the child will not feel loved and uh, that will only evoke this negative behavior. So sometimes you have to deal with the parents as well. <laughs> but yeah. parents also, they come with their story because they were also programmed through their generations like we discussed in our last podcast. Yes, yeah. Very true. So what would you have done differently? In what sense do you? Well, mean? you also have children. What you know, about... We told me about the, the words, but are there moments that you think like, ooh? I, I think I, I cannot say an exact um, example, but I think the knowledge would have helped me to to be more aware at what moments do you really need that encouragement? Uh, at what moments do I need to talk to you about what are your responsibilities in life? And it was more like you think it should be done this way. So now I, I would have been more, uh, not only with my heart, but also with my mind, I, I guess, that I would have thought about this mind model. I'm certain about it. Yes. And uh, any other takeaway for parents? Any other takeaway for parents? I think it's also important that you as a parent are not alone in this and that your child is in an environment. And one of the things that's very important, like I said, is just talk about behavior and give 
give a child healthy boundaries because a child without healthy boundaries feels lost. That's why we are parents. So you do not put small adults in the world that can do anything they like. But the other hand is if you are too strict, if they cannot learn how to, to play, to run, but also the encouragement and feeling the love, they are valued, then I think uh, children can be brought up with feeling value for themselves. And when they feel value for themselves, they defend themselves and usually are less prone to being bullied. It's, it's not uh, a guarantee, but I think um, I worked a lot with people who were bullied uh, as adults. And sometimes I worked with children being bullied as well. And you know, hypnosis has such a beautiful system to help them, the adults, because it, it can run so deep. But there is something very funny. If, if you go into a session and you go into the mind or you, or you let the person dive into the mind of the bullier, and often there is like a mirror situation. The bullier is, has lack of self-worth, self-esteem, but uh, express it in a very negative way. And the person being bullied often also lacks this worth and self-esteem. But yeah, it, it feels a bit more like the sympathetic person because yeah, it's the underdog, of course, but it, it is very interesting to see that there's like a mirror. And the moment you show that to the person who has been bullied, like, listen, the other person was not talking about you. It's, it says more things about the bullier than it says who and what you are. And that can, uh, together with, of course, the other techniques of hypnosis can give a tremendous change. Yeah. So what I hear is it's also really about balance. When you when you raise children, like you, you give them boundaries, but you also give them a certain amount of freedom so they can experiment in their lives. And I think it's also very important being a parent because I can only imagine that like most of the parents only have good intentions for their children and they want best for their children. And it is in a way unavoidable uh, that your child will experience something traumatic. It's almost unavoidable. And just to give an example, I've worked with children and the trauma comes from a situation where mom and dad are gone for five minutes in the middle of the night and they're not gone far. They're just outside. The child wakes up, is ill. And in that gap of five minutes, it can happen. So, you know, don't uh, be too tough on yourself or uh, get too, um, too serious with it because then it becomes, I think, a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, tense so be relaxed about it and just be aware that is what the advice that i would uh, actually give uh just just know these things play with them and uh yeah and there are beautiful techniques to help uh, alleviate trauma and uh small yeah. problems and fears and everything so um if you if you know that the problems can run very deep and basically they can start in the womb and there's a very interesting study done in the Netherlands 
with um, children who were born after the, the famine of the Second World War. So they, um, they had been in the womb at the time. There was a lot of stress. There was also a lack of food and everything. And they did this uh, long-term study until the, I think the persons were of middle age. And they found out that this period in the womb had a tremendous effect. So uh, more depressions, more other mental problems because of that. And there is a very interesting movie about it. It's called In Utero. And it, I think it's still available in the English language. There was also a version in the Dutch language, but they withdraw because there was not enough interest anymore. But it, uh, it is still available um, um, on the internet if you just uh, Google the words. Very interesting about the impact during um, uh, the time of uh, the child is in the womb. And I saw this movie in the cinema and it was very interesting because afterwards there were a lot of discussions. We were getting some coffee and tea and people said, well, that is sad. Now we know how problems can um, arise, but what can we do about it? And I said, uh, listen, we have this very beautiful technique called hypnotherapy, where we can go back into the mind of a person to a younger age, and we can even go back as far as the womb and help clear the problem. And uh, that is very beautiful. Um, the first time I was um, confronted with this, I had uh, a person saying uh, during hypnosis, the feeling I'm carrying, it's not my feeling. What I realize now, it's my mother's feeling. I'm carrying that with me into, into adulthood. And then I thought, wow, this is, this is amazing. So we cleared the feeling, so separating in the womb, eh? so in the mind, the feeling between mom and child, so that the child could have their, her own feeling. And that was uh, beautiful to do. And it learned me a lot. And nowadays we teach that, how you can use this technique to go back and solve old problems. So uh, <laughs> never despair. There is always a time for healing. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. And I can at the same time imagine people listening, thinking, is that really possible going back to the womb? How is that possible? Well, that's very interesting. It's a very good question. Well, if you cut down a tree and you see all the earrings, nobody is questioning uh, the fact that you can see the small sapling inside of the tree. It is there just to see. Not only that, you can also read um, when was there a dry summer, when there was there a harsh winter, when was there uh, enough nutrition and, um, and water, when was there a drought, uh, when was there a bump against a tree and it caused uh, a scar that never goes away. And uh, fortunately, we uh, with people, um, we are not uh, uh, cutting down and seeing rings, but from hypnosis, we know that you can bring back a person in their mind to a moment um, 
earlier in life, uh, three years, four years, but also in the, the womb. And of course you can say, but a child in the womb cannot speak. No, it's the adult voice that represents what is happening there. And they, most of the people going into the womb in hypnosis, they have a very good feeling what's going on there. E either they feel very safe and loved, or they say it feels cold, I'm not loved. And that is the moment uh, when they do not feel loved or secure to do some therapy. And that gives a tremendous boost to self-worth and self-esteem because we ask the adult client to uh, guide the uh, child in the womb, which of course it's the same body, the same feelings, but the adult has the wisdom he can protect to guide that small child. And you, you often you see a very beautiful shift within the person. Yeah, yeah. I love that metaphor, the metaphor of the tree. It's very uh, clear. I think uh, for, for adults, you could say like the Russian dolls. We have all these dolls inside of us. Yeah. Every age that you live through is present in your, in your psyche in a way. Yes. Right. And when there is a, a, a certain age with a scar, then um, that inner child can still ask for attention. Yeah, that is how you can see adult people sometimes becoming so wide of rage, but with a childish behavior. That's an inner child that is still calling out yeah. and was never heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When people uh, seem to respond in a very extreme way to a small situation, for instance, in the supermarket when the cashier will not give enough uh, coins back and a person starts shouting in rage it's not it's not a grown-up person you see at that time it's the the wounded inner child that comes up and that expresses anger maybe towards the mother or the father and the person behind the um, register is just the um, how do you say the the symbol yeah. yeah it's it's just the person happening to be at that place at that time it's uh, so uh, it's like um, uh, the straw that breaks the camel's back and that comes out at that moment. Yeah, yeah, very true. Well, <laughs> anything else we have to mention on this topic? Well, um, I think uh, we discussed a lot and uh, I would be very curious um, to, uh, to, to get in future comments so that uh, when we do a podcast, we can take like five or 10 minutes to get back on questions from people. Yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. <laughs> so we are going to wait and see. Yeah, we're going to wait and see. Uh, I'm just thinking if I have anything else to mention on this topic. Um, I have a TikTok account, by the way, where I uh, post videos uh, about hypnosis and I have a lot of young followers over there. So that's quite interesting. And um, uh, I post actually videos of one minute with mini hypnosis sessions. And I've done topics like quit nail biting, um, better sleeping. And the response has been really surprising to me in the sense that 
uh, I actually have people send me pictures of their nails grown from a one minute hypnosis video. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we, we talk about we have uh, superficial issues. Well, superficial is maybe not a nice word, but just to make a difference between some uh, changes you want to establish. They can work with these very simple techniques of one minute videos. But sometimes even a simple problem like nail biting can have a, a deeper underlying uh, cause actually. But that was not the point I was trying to make. I just wanted to, to say that uh, I do notice unfortunately on TikTok that there are a lot of children that already are suffering from different things. Like my videos on sleeping better are the most popular because a lot of children have difficulty sleeping because they have so much thoughts running through their mind. Uh, they ask me, can you put a video to um, um, get rid of my fear? Uh, can you help me make a video because my parents are in divorce, they're always fighting, I'm feeling sad. There are even children who are coping with anger issues and they themselves are aware of it. And they ask me, can you help me with my anger issues? I'm just imagining for a young child, you know, just knowing that you have anger issues, just be already being aware that this is not okay. And just, I just imagine also the sadness that can come with that at the same time, because yeah, from my experience, when you work with emotions, it's so difficult to change the behavior because the emotion is hypnotizing in itself. When you're in an emotion, you are in a state of hypnosis. And for adults, it's in fact, if you're very emotional and that inner child get touched, that is the age that comes up. So yeah, you, you think that you can think and yes, you can think, but at the same time, you have the thinking capabilities of a four-year-old or a five-year-old or whenever that scar has uh, started in your life. So unfortunately, uh, yeah, there is a lot of work for us as hypnotherapists. Uh, also uh, for children. And uh, I think it's very uh, valuable for parents and teachers and educators to be aware of this, uh, of this knowledge. So if you're watching this and you, you, know, you know people who could benefit from it, please <laughs> let them know uh, because we really like to spread the awareness of this beautiful, powerful uh, tool. And as you see, my mom didn't know all this and I turned out kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's debatable, of course, but uh, yes. yeah, you're very okay. That's a suggestion, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we have to have fun as well. Eh? Yeah, that's uh, true. There's one point I want to make, and that's with, I, I spoke about anger. And uh, one thing um, I want to say, not every anger is that the person goes back into an earlier time and space, because oh, yeah. anger is also a very good energy to yes. show that you do not agree with something. That's just a point I, I want to make because otherwise perhaps we have thousand letters, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's when somebody is, is really going so out of mind that you really see there's something strange about the behavior. So that's, that's the point I wanted to make. Yeah, I always explain this to my clients as we work with pathological emotions. So emotions are not bad. Emotions are signs that show you what's important for you. And in the case of anger, anger shows you, hey, my boundary is being crossed. And it gives you the energy to stand for your boundary. Uh -huh. But when an emotion turns pathological, and I always use fear, like a healthy fear, you experience it in traffic. 
like someone is honking and that puts you in a state of alertness. And that is a very mild form of fear, actually. That is like a, a mild form of fear that makes you alert and that keeps you safe. Like you were just about to go to another lane and then somebody honks and you're like, okay, no, I stay in my lane. It saves your life. So that's a very beautiful fear. But when the fear is pathological, uh, you get into the car shaking, like you, you have a knot in your tummy. So then it, the fear is not functioning for you anymore, but it's controlling you. And that's basically what we do. We want you to help you control, take back control over your emotions in a way. So thank you for making that point indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if there are any questions left for viewers or listeners, because you can watch this episode, you can listen to it on different channels, then uh, feel very free to drop us a question. Um, if you are you know, triggered in a positive way about hypnosis and you wanna experience it, we would like to uh, guide you towards the hypnosiscommunity.nl. Uh, where you can um, be a member for free and also listen to hypnosis audios for free. We also have a Dutch version of this, uh, www.hypnosecommunity.nl. And um, I think there is also another important site. So if this, um, uh, our talk um, raises uh, the question, well, I could do with some therapy, then there is an international website and that is um, the omnifinder.net. That is where you can find very well-trained hypnotherapists all over the world. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I think that's it for today. Uh, next week's episode is going to be about misconceptions around hypnosis. Well, I'm and sure, this... <laughs> I'm sure Sorry. we're going to get a lot of fun with that, isn't it? Well, yeah, and this is also what I love about being on TikTok, doing these mini hypnosis sessions. I get a lot of these misconceptions. Like I get comments like, I'm too scared to do this. What if I get stuck? So that's one of the misconceptions. And we will explain to you next week that it's impossible for you to get stuck in hypnosis. In 14 days. In 14 days, yes. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, have a lovely day. Have a lovely day. <laughs> yeah. And see you uh, in two weeks. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care.